0: Do you ever wonder how great leaders in the community make things happen? When they encounter new unexpected challenges like a pandemic, how do they continue to successfully make an impact? Welcome to That Sounds Terrific, the podcast that connects you with these amazing people. Get insights on what they do to meet their goals. Find out how you can help them in their mission and learn their methods so you can be more successful at what you do. Welcome to That Sounds Terrific with host Nick Koziel.
1: Hey everyone, Uh, welcome back to another episode of That Sounds Terrific. Joining me today is Julia Pagano. She's the Team Strategy Manager at the Greater Rochester Chamber of Commerce. I'm so pleased to have you on the show.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to be here. Talk about all things campus rock, all things talent in the Greater Rochester region.
1: Yeah, let's start right there. Let's start with a little intro on kind of like who you are, what you do, and kind of maybe how you got into what you do.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So. I actually am a boomerang, so grew up in a suburb outside of Rochester. Left for college, uh, attended SUNY Cortland, moved to Long Island to work at an institution on Long Island, and obtained my obtained my master's degree at Stony Brook University in higher ed. Mm-hmm. So, um, my experiences in higher education in uh, many different areas: student conduct, student well being, student engagement, all things higher ed. So. Mm-hmm when i relocated back home i just happened to interview for a few positions within higher education was connected with barb who is my current supervisor to and we learned i learned more about campus rock so at the time it was a program it was more of a thought than a program and this vision that the chamber had to retain our college students in rochester so I connected with Barb and she thought it was a great position for me to kind of jump in and do my best to develop this program uh, to retain our students. So Campus Rock Now launched 2020, um, had a little bit of hiccup, of course, with the pandemic in 2020. But after that, we hosted our first college fest. And since then, we've kind of tailored different events, events on campus and off campus to support our college students. Um, and then we like to say helping them live, work, and play in Greater Rochester. So however that may be supporting them finding internships and jobs, living in Rochester, or playing at all the great places within the Rochester region.
1: Well, that was a great description. I think we're we're all done here. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, I love I love the history because we cross sort of paths in in our history, and I've had experience. You know, I worked at SUNY Cortland's. Um, my brother was a student there. I grew up in Long Island, so there's this nice mm-hmm. like little um, memories coming into my head about you know, higher ed is a passion of mine, as you know too. So, um, but I love the path that you've had and that you came back home, um, and mm-hmm. now you're using utilizing some of the things that you learned along the way and trying to better the Rochester area. Um, what are some of the challenges that, you know, you're you you you're encountering, like, or were, were encountering right away? I mean, aside from the pandemic, that was, that was a big challenge for a lot of people, but.
2: Yeah, I think a, hand, a handful of things, but I, as a current college student, some of the, the biggest barrier I recognize for students is when they're college students, they can't leave campus often because of our transportation barriers within greater Rochester. So, Uh, And my role, I have to navigate. I want these students to see all the great things our region has to offer, but how do we make that happen? How do we provide students the transportation, the the needs that they, they have to get to these events and these interviews and these career fairs? So as current college students, I think that that's very hard. And then as they transition from college students to recent graduates, you know, there's a range of expectations, and we actually just sent out a survey for 2023 to determine and see exactly what those expectations are now that things, the work, the market has changed, everything has changed, but um, right away, it's uh, students just not fully recognizing the opportunities in Rochester, so usually they say, you know, for my industry, there are no opportunities here. And I just think most of the time I respond and say, I think we just need to work together and I need to introduce you to a few of those opportunities right here in, in the city, right here in Monroe County, or in the other eight counties in the region. So a lot of times it's just awareness and knowledge of the great things Rochester has.
1: Right, right. Transportation is a challenge in most you know cities or even most places, Right. Um, especially when you have a group or a population of students that are coming in that, you know, might not be from the area that you do want to like retain or, you know, keep there um, and getting the knowledge out about <laughs> all of these things. Uh, it must be a monumental task uh, in itself. So what are some of the programs that you're using or partnerships that you're trying to like, you know, highlight to to let these students know about?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So that when when planning for the year's events, like you said, so many things come to mind. What what should we prioritize in educating the students on for them to be able to experience Rochester in its entirety? So, uh, for example, we like would like to work with RTS to have them do a presentation, whether it's virtual or on each campus, of how easy and relatively affordable it is to use their transportation to get to and from different locations. Um, for We also learned to... Bridge that gap or that barrier is going to the campuses so hosting events career related or socially related like professional headshots or resume writing. um, Or just handing out our swag letting students know more about just who we are Uh, so just partnerships with the campuses there are 19 colleges and universities in Rochester so that alone could fill my time just visiting (laughs) each campus and letting them know hey this is who we are, Uh, but off campus. We partner very closely with Visit Rochester, our chamber, uh, and that is the hospitality tourism agency within Greater Rochester. So attractions, restaurants, museums, art galleries, whenever there is an opportunity to get the students to go, we help them. We help, we provide transportation or we let them know about the events that are happening. Um, And then, of course, we have our whole list of employers that we partner with, which we have our chamber members, and then we have other employers that we work directly with. Uh, We work with a lot of the startup and tech industries within the tech industry within Rochester, Um, but we, it's, it's an endless list, but we, we We have visitations within um, just to see a facility, the modern facilities that exist within the city of Rochester. Uh, We partner with Innovation Square, which is a new downtown housing facility for college students. So again, just introducing students to how to live, how to work and how to play. And the ideas (laughs) are endless. So when I'm connecting with people, I'm like, whatever you have in mind, I'm happy to do it because I know the (laughs) students will benefit from learning it.
1: Yeah. Partnerships are key. And it sounds like you've got a lot going on. You've got probably about five, six, or seven of you that are needed or necessary to kind of complete some of the goals that you have before you. Um, are there like opportunities for for people to, to get more involved? Um, you know, are there maybe even student opportunities for, you know, leadership or, um, you know, ways to kind of help you in your cause? Yeah,
2: absolutely. So we have We have a range of opportunities for our students. We've launched our student ambassador program, which is starting when the students return in a few weeks. Uh, And basically all they have to do is promote us on their social media platforms and attend an X amount of events per semester. And in turn, they receive cool swag and a lot of gift cards to different regional locations. So that's one way it's really easy to be an ambassador. And we just hope that the more, I like to say, students like to listen to students. So mm-hmm. if the students are sharing the content, if the students are saying, hey, this really great event put on by Campus Rock, partnering with another organization, we should go check it out. That goes a lot further than me being by myself saying, hey, this is my job, come to this to this event. So um, I really like most students can lead in that way. And then we also have uh, our College Fest planning. So College Fest is typically in September. We're going to start planning very soon. So if any student is ever interested in being a part of our planning committee to let us know, hey, last year this went well and this didn't go well, they can join those that committee. So um, those are opportunities for students. We also currently have a part-time intern who is a U of R student. So we have an internship opportunity all the time um, that we that we fill. So Um, For students, it's great. And then for the um, other side, our partner side, we have our College Fest committee, which is also where we have higher education institutions and staff members, professionals attending that meeting. And then we have a larger talent strategy meeting, which is encompassing not only Campus Rock, but all of our talent initiatives within the chamber. And that happens uh, monthly. And we discuss kind of our updates and how we can better collaborate as, as a region.
1: That's so cool. Um can you tell us a little bit more about College Fest and and what that is and how that takes place kind of the activities and everything?
2: Yes. So we we've coined College Fest the best 5 hours in downtown Rochester. <laughs> so um yes it's it's an event in the heart of downtown Rochester at Innovation Square um and basically what happens at this event, and it's open to all college students, all recent graduates, we even allow high school students who are anticipating enrolling in some of our local and regional colleges, and so at this event, there's live music, there's entertainment, there's raffles, there are interactive games, so it's not the traditional career fair, so while all this fun stuff is happening, we also have what we call our internship and employment alley, where we have hundreds of employers offering internships, co-ops, entry-level, and even mid-level positions for some of our master students. So um, a lot going on. We have workshop, workshops going on to educate students on what's happening within the region. Raff, like I said, I think I said before, so many raffles, thousands and thousands of dollars of raffles, and that's usually what pulls people in. But our biggest focus is it's all local. Our performers are local. Our employers are local. And all of our tabling, different vendors, it's all local. And it's really to align and smooth that transition from college to career in Rochester.
1: Well, that sounds amazing. I I can't wait to kind of get involved myself. and, and, And what I love is it no, uniting all these higher educational institutions is is a monumental feat in itself. Um, I remember, you know, we spoke of Cortland earlier, and, and um, we had something called uh, Teacher Recruitment Day, TRD, that involved a lot of campuses coming together. And there was always some, you know, a little bit of pushback, I think, from some of the schools, because they're worried about, you know, Um, their students not getting the opportunities maybe or something like that. Do you, do you have those challenges with, with some of the higher ed educational facilities out here and how do you overcome some of that?
2: Yeah, I think it's really hard. Everyone has, we all have the same goal in supporting our students, educating our students, developing a student to do their best in society post-graduation. So that's the overall higher education goal, but, um, Every higher education institution runs differently. They have a different amount of resources allocated to certain things. Um, Bandwidth right now across the entire job market is so difficult. So when trying to work with some campuses, I totally understand when, you know, they feel like they're up to here with their (laughs) responsibilities. So um, I just, the way I've learned to kind of navigate those conversations is coming in and first asking, you know, if there's anything that I can do for you as a chamber, working through the chamber, and how can I best support you first? And that's kind of my whole goal is to uh, provide additional support into this, in addition to the support that the campuses already provide the students. So um, just coming in it in that way, and then just also educating the higher education institutions a little bit more about the benefit of retaining our young talent. You know, yep. it's not always a priority for our, our advisors or for career services to necessarily place students in local jobs. It's just placing students in, in opportunities in general. So letting them know, you know, not only does it benefit our region, it benefits you directly as, mm-hmm. as an individual and as an institution as a whole. So just coming in kind of with an open dialogue of you know, what what can I do for you? And then in turn, how can we both do things for each
1: other? Yeah, I think, you know, based on your history, it's, you know, um, how you're in another job, actually, that doesn't probably have enough uh, resources or time. But higher ed can can definitely be that when you're working with students and and having that experience and working in a variety of different areas of higher ed. It's good that you have that because I think it it gives Mm -hmm. you a good angle you know, on on I've been in your shoes. I know what your concerns are. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know um, that working together can be, uh, you know, a benefit for both of us. So I think that that's great and amazing. And you're right. Um, you know, these undergrads in particular, if they if they stay, they're going to enroll in master's programs in you know more likely in Rochester than if they went you know down to South Carolina chasing a job. So it is like in their best interest to, you know, kind of promote some of the um, local jobs and, and things that are going on. So I applaud you for that. I think that's awesome.
2: Yeah, and it's it's actually incredible to learn. I, I attended a conference a few months back about um, anchor institutions and how much a region relies on some of our institutions. And we are well above average in that regard for our region. So the more that we can support each other, and like you said, when a student stays, they're They'll enroll in a grad program, or they'll they'll work directly for that institution. So the more that we can keep that cycle going, the more our entire region's economic growth will it will continue to go up. And once we stop focusing on that, then as a whole, not just the institution, will feel that enrollment impact, but the whole region feels that impact as well.
1: Yeah. No, you're you're totally right, and um, I think that. Uh... Building these partnerships, you're also um, kind of having those tertiary experiences, too, like where, you know, companies now are affiliated with some of these institutions that may not have been affiliated with them. So there's, there's other bonuses, those other silver linings that kind of happen um, fluidly when you go in and say, you know, I'm here to help you. Here's a connection that I can provide. Um, universities don't always think about the tourism um, area as as a potential pipeline for students, uh, but you know, my sons are getting more and more in, into travel hockey, and and, and and like these towns and vi- that they're going to be visiting these cities. Um, that's tourism. That's you know, there's institutions at the in those cities, and 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 we should be taking advantage of that when we can. So another like yeah. little service.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, I agree.
1: So I'm sure you've got a lot, you know, you definitely have a lot going on, uh, but what are you thinking about for the future? What are some, um, you know, are there other programs that you are trying to start? Or I know you just mentioned the ambassador program, which sounds new,
2: Mm -hmm. but
1: are there other things that you're trying to build on, um, you know, to expand?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So um, when we first launched, we kind of just said, hey, how do we engage with as many students as we can? let them know about campus rock who we are and now that we've established you know a, a great base of students who are already engaged and then as a result just naturally continues to grow and as we continue to scale we want to make sure that we tailor our programs to specific student populations so obviously holding an event for a student who's a first- year student and a student who's a master's student are very different experiences their needs are very different so how do we tailor our events to first-year students how do we tailor our events to transfer students um, like I said master students students who are transitioning their last semester from being a college student to a young professional so a lot of our events this coming year will be maybe a little bit smaller but more intentional so um you that intentionality, working directly with specific employers to host events for those specific student populations. So that's how we will um, move forward for sure. And then in addition to our College Fest, our large College Fest event, we hope to establish one or two more larger events with the same size so we can increase our engagement. Um, so that's really what we're focusing on this year. year. And then, of course, we're strengthening our relationships with the campuses that we currently work with, and then establish those new relationships with the campuses we we don't currently work closely with.
1: Yeah, I think that that's great. Um, there's a lot of variety there, which I think is important because, like you said, each person comes from a different walk of life, and and that's another challenge for a small staff, right? Um, you know, uh, so hopefully you're getting a little bit more. Assistance. It sounds like you are. You know, it takes a village. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, I, I was wondering. Um, you talked a little bit about this, but are, what are some of the ways that you are, you know, um, evaluating success? Right. So you've talked a little bit about some trends uh, at a conference that you were at. But what are some key indicators um, that you use to kind of show how successful you're being, or where you maybe need to improve? Yeah, I think
2: that that's a large focus for twenty. 20- Twenty-three. Because um, in the last few years, it's really hard to determine. Campus Rock is the exact reason why the student decided to stay. Mm-hmm. But um, I have, and every time I work with a student, I kind of create a, a tracking system of how many students I've engaged with, how many students I've um, provided internship or co-op opportunities, align them with internships. So, for example, at College Fest, nearly forty percent of the employers offered a position to one of the students as a direct result of College Fest. So kind of the follow-up surveys for each event, uh, Mm -hmm. but hopefully as we establish these, say, first-year student programs in the next four to five years, I can look back and say the students who decided to engage in those first-year programs are more likely to stay when they graduate as as a young professional. So I think in time we'll be able to track our success a lot more, um, but right now it's just focusing on our event attendance, focusing on the amount of students who engage with me specifically. And then if I can confidently say, because the student attended one of our events, they landed this this job or internship, we're tracking that as well.
1: Oh, very cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. always looking at ways to kind of automate or improve the process, I'm sure, um, you know. Oh, yes. I, it sounds like a lot of things are just a huge undertaking. Um, you know, again, I applaud like the work that you're doing and, um, you know, the support that you're getting for this. Uh, it it was really eye opening when I was at uh, one of the meetings for, um, visit Rochester and you were talking about all the things that we were doing. I'm like, geez, that is a lot of stuff, you know? Um, and you know, I think that that's great for Rochester, but it also sounds like, um, great opportunity maybe for other cities to try to match or emulate what you're doing um which kind of going back to that that original question are there are there like other organizations that you know you're working with to try to like improve what you're doing or like you know beg borrow and steal some of the things that they're doing
2: (laughs) yeah absolutely we the conference I attended a few months ago Where There were over a dozen campus X, whatever the city may be, or in some similar form. So I've actually established a relationship with, I'd say, three to four other organizations. And we meet monthly to just talk about what we're doing, because all of us are small staff. So we're all two to three people just trying to scale our program. So what works in your city? Is your city. city similar to mine? fine. Um, how is the transportation in your city? And if it's not good, how are you overcoming those barriers? So that's very helpful for me. And like you, you've mentioned a lot, it's so hard to do by myself. So establishing those relationships really helped for me to not spend my time, maybe work on something that might not work and knowing, you know, this has worked in another city and I have someone I can bounce ideas off of or uh, get feedback. And so that's, That's very helpful. And everyone's so, I mean, we all come from higher ed in some way or Mm -hmm. just student development, economic development in some way, and everyone's so willing to support one another. And so it's, it's exciting. And um, so that's, that's wonderful to have those relationships and coming out of that conference, really feeling like, you know, a 2023 can be a wonderful year if it's just me, if there's someone else that's added, but I really think with the partnerships and collaboration across almost the, the country that we we can do great things
1: yeah it sounds like it and and you know i think you're you're well on your way um to doing those great things because you're already doing some amazing things some terrific things let's steal the show line um but i i want to know like what is maybe something that you are the most proud of that you you maybe you started or continued with with your program hmm.
2: Yeah, I think when you start from nothing, you are proud of a lot of things. It's in the battle in your head of you know you've from two years ago you've done incredible things to oh I want to get this program to be uh, twenty times better than what it is now. So, um, but I think I'm really proud of the our, the two college fest events that we've held and we've had hundreds and hundreds of students in attendance um, just from you know going to campuses, pushing it out, reaching out to the, the, the staffs on campus, reaching out to the students. So just the never-ending grind to get Campus Rock kind of um, in front of the, the students has it's something I'm really proud of. And now, now that that hard work has paid off, scaling it is a little bit easier. Um, so I'm proud of that. And I think um, I'm, I'm proud of just the relationships. I've thrown myself into so many things and I've put myself and I, I was never that person who was kind of in people's ears saying, this is my name. This is who, this is what I do. This is who I am. We should connect. And I've just been forced to do that. And I think I've grown professionally and personally in that way. And it's, it's reflected in the campus rock program as well. Yeah.
1: You're a natural. You're a natural at that. And I think you're also a natural uh trailblazer. So, you know, you should be proud about what you've, you know, accomplished and starting it from nothing. I think that's a that's a great one. So um Thank you. I want to ask you that that stumper question now that I warned you about. Like, is there anything that I haven't asked you or mentioned um that you want to talk about? Uh so while you're thinking about that, there's the other questions. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we already uh what's your favorite color? <laughs>
2: Oh Yeah, my favorite color, I think is blue. So <laughs> I would I go with blue. I mean, I love all all colors. Purple used to be my favorite, but I wear blue the most. I'm a huge Buffalo Bills fan. So automatically. Yes, I almost I almost wore I, I've been wearing Bills gear all week. Yeah. I'm like, I, sh- I should throw it on but I yep. want to. I wanted to be safe, so I, I wore my instead. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I kind of thought about that when I grabbed this walking out the, the door to the studio and I'm uh, like, uh, should I wear a Buffalo thing? But it's Buffalo Bills and we have quite the following here in Rochester. So oh, yeah. Uh, for those that can't see my my shirt, I was showing the Buffalo Bills logo, uh, but that's great. I think that that's part of it uh, too. And um, so yeah, blue, well, that's good. I think that's a great color. Um, yeah. I was going to ask you, uh, what is your, this might even be a stumper too, what is your favorite thing about uh, Rochester?
2: Oh, hmm. Or I favorite, think,
1: s- several things maybe.
2: Yeah, I think, I mean, when I left and came back, I grew a much greater appreciation for Rochester. I, I, you just, I can't explain it besides you feel at home. It's not too big and you feel like you You are just, you're truly part of the community and being a a sense of community. I think that that's number one. Um, But just accessibility to, if you have transportation, the drive is 10 to 15 minutes away from anything. And I'm a big, um, I'm a big hiker. And even though it's the city of Rochester, I could list every time a student comes to me and says, you know, I moved into New York and I don't know where to hike. I just get excited. (laughs) because <laughs> I'm like here's a list of 10 to 15 different places you could go but I I love everything about Rochester. I can't see myself leaving ever again.
1: Well, you're truly a trailblazer then so um and I think what also is great you know that old adage that heart uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder um, but you're also bringing back some important skills and experiences to your, your your hometown and and I would agree I I love what I love about Rochester is it's sort of like you know the biggest little city um that you could ask for and 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 you really can truly find almost anything within 15 minutes of you know a 15 minute drive or or a nice little hike um i think yeah. there's some beautiful places to to go hiking in rochester um, what about like um someone that has inspired you who's who's an inspiration for you could be person history could be a family member whomever
2: I'm actually um I would say my first boss when I lived on Long Island. So um, I started as a residence director, and I eventually was elevated to associate director in my role. And throughout that five years at the institution, I mean, I went I went through it all, like you said, um, bandwidth, the stress, doing so many different things within higher ed. And um, he was always an ear for me. He always you know motivated me and said I understand he listened and then he led me into the direction where if you continue to focus and he instilled confidence in me so I still keep in touch Mm -hmm. here and there and um, when I started this position he was so eager to learn about it and he said the same as you you know that's that's a really big undertaking that has to be (laughs) so hard but um he every time i think of him and you know all the things he used to say to me on long island i tell myself i can keep doing this no problem i got it
1: yeah no i think uh, i thank him for for leading you back here because uh you're doing some some terrific things like like i've already said but um us us residents lifers understand (laughs) also how we can get very involved with like multiple facets of campus life and community life we seem to be um you know and that's not to say that doesn't happen at other institution areas but it just seems to me that, like the residence life people have to be involved with every aspect of campus um so i'm glad that uh he inspired you and and has and kept you confident in, in the things that you're doing um that's really cool so let's circle back to that that question what what haven't we talked about what are we missing um you know aside from all the contact information for you and your program will definitely be in the show notes. So we can, we'll have that for our listeners, but what are, what is something that maybe we forgot to talk about or that you just want to, you know, hit home?
2: Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is being the Campus Rock. Campus Rock is part of the greater Rochester Chamber of Commerce and with the members that we have within that organization and the members within Visit Rochester and other organizations I just want to encourage them to reach out to me and to establish a relationship. You know, we've we've just started roundtables at the chamber where it's in their industry focused and the employers and members come in and just talk about their challenges that they're facing right now. And the one that I attended yesterday, talent was a was a big focus, entry level positions were a big focus, turnover was a big focus. So, I just want to emphasize and reiterate that reaching out to me, I can support them in those needs. I can support employers and, and connecting them to the right, the right person. I was brought up often too. you know, we want to make sure we hire the right person so they don't leave. And that's where I do my part and make sure that what are the needs of the students? What are the needs of the employers and how can we make a good match? So um, just reaching out, communicating, seeing how we can continue to To partner and work together. Um, That's one. And then something that just came to my mind, I think that I really want to cover is word of mouth is huge for young professionals when deciding where to go post-graduation. So uh, as employers, as just members of the greater Rochester region, it's essential that we talk about all of the wonderful things in Rochester. And we have we communicate that to our college students, our high school students, even younger, to let them know early on, you know, this is a great place to live as a young professional and then eventually establish a family if that's what they would like to do. So um, it, just being able to communicate that, share all the wonderful things about Rochester, there are, there are barriers and challenges in every city, but just make sure we're highlighting the great in Rochester as well.
1: Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. Rochester is a wonderful place to be. And if any of my listeners aren't in Rochester, you should consider coming here, at least for a visit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Definitely reach out to Julia to learn about all the hiking spots and some of the other things. If you're considering a degree, you know, consider some of the colleges here in Rochester and you might encounter Julia along the way for that as well. So I encourage those that are here that are listeners to to, you know, to get involved with this really great program, whether you're a student, uh, an employer or just um, looking for something fun. I think that there's lots of opportunities like we went over to to help Rochester, you know, grow and be in a more amazing place. Uh, Julia, you're absolutely terrific. I loved uh, everything uh, about what we talked about and all the things that you're doing. Um, So thank you so much for being on the show.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to with all the other relationships I've had continue ours and collaborate much more in 2023.
1: Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be great. It's going to be terrific. (laughs) Thanks, Jill. Yes,
2: absolutely. Yeah, thank
0: you. Thank you for joining us in another episode of That Sounds Terrific. Don't forget to check out the show notes and our website at ThatSoundsTerrific.com to find the contact information and the best ways to volunteer with the organizations that we feature. If you know someone that is doing terrific things and think they should be featured in a future episode, be sure to email us their name, contact info, and short description of what they're doing at ThatSoundsTerrific at gmail.com. If you like our show, give us a five star rating and give us some social media love by liking our facebook page that sounds terrific follow us on twitter at sounds terrific too and instagram at sounds terrific we love hearing your feedback on how to make our show sound even more terrific till next time.